You're listening to End of the Reel. Oh my god! G'day everyone, we've just done the movie Toys. It's a movie starring the late Robin Williams. I'm your host, Jared, and this is my co-host, Ethan. Hi. Ethan, that was a weird movie. It was great. It was a great weird movie. It just got really long. No, I... I will say it's a it's it, a weird it was, movie. I don't think it's a great weird movie. It was it. There's so many things to point out in this film, from the way it's designed to the weird characters to the way it just hammers its plot home the whole way through. War well, is bad, Jared. I, War okay. is bad. I like that sort of satirical view of like the over, but like it the pushes overpowering it war thing. too hard. No, 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 no. Because in bizarre movies. Like, we're going to say this yeah, a lot. Yeah. Being bizarre, bizarre movies like Brazil or other movies by Terry Gilliam and the like. Yeah, it's got, it, it kind of reminded me a bit of, um, the, uh, what is it, Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Love the Bomb, you know? Yeah. The, and, the bizarre way they're going on about war. And to me, it even, like, beckons back a little bit to, like, 1984 mm. and, um, oh, boy, Brave New World and the like, where you're following a character who's fighting against the system. But in this case... The system's being in place, which is like the war system, the war. Yeah. And then our main character, Robin Williams, is meant to be the main protagonist who's also... Like, it's following that those that storyline where he's fighting back against the system and he finds love along the way and what really is man and how should we treat people? Should yeah, we really have the military-industrial complex? But the problem is he... Yeah, I know he's part of the system. That's well, I know. Point. I think it's just the military-industrial complex, but they make... Yeah, but I didn't the main like... bad guy is so over the top and ridiculous kind of. that you can't take anything seriously, and the whole thing falls yeah. apart because well, it, because then it just depends on Robin Williams riffing for right. like an hour. So, so my straight. my two problems is I feel I feel like I sort of do agree that the main bad guy was a little bit ridiculous. Well, what it reminds me of, okay, if you remember mm-hmm. in Star Trek, uh, they yep. introduced the Ferengi. Now the Ferengi are meant to be oh, wait, Frank. Yeah, I thought the, you said, the Ferengi wait, are meant Trek? to be. Star- yeah, Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, in the in next gen, they're meant to be like, oh, they're they're stereotypes of like Wall Street bankers sort of things, but they push them out to such a weird degree that they're just ridiculous. You can't yeah. take them seriously at all, and the whole thing falls apart, and it just makes the message re- even stupider. Okay, and naive, and I feel like that's what they've done here. It's like the general is their sort of Ferengi guy, right? He's okay. so ridiculously over the top yeah in his war lust and weird toyness that you can't take the actual message seriously that war is bad i mean it actually has him at at one point attack the actual generals yeah who are sent from washington like they come across as the voice of reason okay yeah i i agree that was a problem i but i think they didn't go further enough with the war stuff that's where my Not problem. Far was. enough. That's my problem. No, I think no because no okay, because if you no no if you watch like Brazil, the yeah. bad people are bad. Yeah. Right. And the good people are say, good. Is that I was going to say like 1984, but that's actually kind of weird twist in that one. No weird twist, okay. but like. Well, I think here's here's one of the problems with Brazil, right? Is it for kids or adults? Brazil. No toys. Uh, is toys for kids or adults? That's a problem, right? It's for adults, but it's. Is it? Because it feels like it's a kid's film for most of it, I and like, I think it was marketed as a kid's film. Yeah, all right. If, which, it, if it was, which was bad. That's a, that's a huge fucker. 
Huge. This movie should not be PG. This, no. This movie, this this is my problem, is that I feel like going the whole war, military, complex thing, great. In a, in a fairy tale it. world, basically. Like, this is basically set in a fairy tale world around Zevo toys. It's like they live in a fairy tale castle. They've got the fairy tale factory and the fairy tale people. Yes. Like, none of it actually makes sense. It, the no, whole no, thing no, is no. a fairy but tale. That's the thing. If- and it's being taken over by this evil guy. Can we just say straight up, though? I'm just going to say it. Yeah. If Terry Gilliam directed this. Sure. Great Wouldn't have been movie. that much different, but I, I, I think, think it would have landed would've. better. You know why? I'm I'm really sorry to say this, folks. Robin Williams wrecks it. He's just so he, irritating. He has a, he, it, it's his character is irritating. And like I said, like, like looking actually, it up. Wait, his character actually, and th- you're going to explain it with your next sentence. Yeah. But his character actually has some funny lines. Here and there. Yeah. Oh, he's got some funny bits. But the problem is uh, when, when I was looking up, they're like, oh, from the whole whenever thing. he was started riffing, yeah, they just leave the camera in, going. And I think that's the problem because you'll get a section where it's like uh, th- like the date scene yeah, where he's in the cafeteria. It goes on for like 10 minutes of him making jokes. like, And it's just one joke after another and it just keeps going. Those it's ones like maybe the there'll ones. be one that's funny. Yeah. But most of it will be the just is, irritating. What I wanted to see... And he's and he's got this because the character has mm-hmm. this childish mentality. All the jokes are like stupid and childish. Okay, my biggest problem is right. I, I, I keep going back to nineteen eighty four for some reason, but yeah, what something I that see, I have not seen or read. Thanks, well, Jared. Well, what the fuck? Okay, pick something I've pick something that I've seen. Brave New World. Okay, again, so, something that I oh haven't seen. Or, okay. okay, go. So nineteen eighty. All right. So my problem with it is that Robin Williams should have been. And he is, he's the character who's fighting back against the military-industrial complex, right? Yeah. Okay. Problem is, though, every single scene we have of him, nearly every single scene we have of him, is just him riffing. Yeah. So he, he's not struggling. He's not, like, I think there's, like, two pathetic scenes where he's like, oh, yeah, we have to fight back. But that's it. Like, well, he I think just he's got it. this whole passive resistance thing at the start where he's just no, being I annoying. That. I get that. But I think the thing is they should have showed showed it more. They should have shown the struggle. Him actually doing something. Yeah, because uh, you pointed struggle. it out later. It's like he isn't the one who sort of... He, he wins at the end. Right. And he has the big climactic battle thing. But it's actually the cousin Patrick, the son of the crazy military guy, who is the impetus... Impet- I don't know. Whatever. Who is word. the one who actually gets the ball rolling well, at the you, end and actually you, gets them to invade? So you said that they, what they do is they show the scenes and they just kept recording while he was talking, riff, riffing all the time, yeah? Well, yeah, that's why you get that the, well, the war speech at the end where he's going from, like, he, he keeps picking different characters to be sort of thing and it doesn't work at all. But that's, that's why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Remove Seriously, remove Robin Williams, put in any other actor who just says his lines in those scenes. I don't think you have to remove Robin Williams, just get his character right. Yeah, but... Pick a character for him to be. I'm just saying it's easiest to imagine if you just remove him, right? Because most of the times he comes across as this creepy stalker. He's he's not involved with actually saving the company. But remove He spends all of his time hitting on this employee who his father picked for him. But if you remove all that crap stuff he's doing and you just have him as like a lovable kind of guy who starts getting trod on, trodden on and everything, and he then realises... He, he also has a he has a love that he finds along the way who helps him realise 
that they're really evil and he has to stand up because he's the only other one with power. That's a good movie, right? But what they did was they did that, but then they gave it to Robin Williams and then they said, hey, Robin Williams is funny. Let him just talk. And then they just kept filming that. So all that deep meaning gets covered by Robin Williams being like, like making noises and as and Gandhi say, would say, blah blah blah. Yeah, and be like, like oh, I want to get laid. <laughs> that's what the devil says. And it's like that's the thing. Imagine this like kind of good, bizarre movie with deep undertones and everything. And like then his, wreck he, it when he's being wreck it with him. Like like he's good in it. Like like he's obviously a no, good actor wrecked, occasionally. I think he could have played the role per. Like I think he's because he's people like him straight no, away. He's good in the movie. Like he's got some great yeah. scenes. It's like. The, the bit with the, the vomit has to be the best bit in the entire film. Yeah, he, he does, but that's I think that the problem is they loved him too much. Yeah. They loved him too much to the point where it wrecks the whole movie for me because they should have had him just be that character who struggles, he's, does all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like he he's too annoying two, to be likable. He is. Yeah. I, but I think the problem is people literally must have liked his actor too much. Or they liked his... Well, I think they this liked, came out just after Aladdin. So he was powerful. Yeah. They, they liked it. They, they For the detriment of the entire film, you get too much Robin Williams and it wrecks the entire yeah, this is film. A very, this is a very long film. It's very long. And you know what? I, honestly, until the last half hour... It's actually not that bad. It, it isn't. It's like it's weird and it its message gets lost in the stupidity... And you spend more time with the bad guy. You actually spend more time with the bad guy than Robin Williams. It was interesting. But you remember Robin Williams because he's irritating. Yeah. The problem with Robin Williams is you could just remove him from the entire film. And it would be better. You could remove It would run better. You could remove the entire character and the movie wouldn't matter. Literally, you could remove his entire character and it wouldn't fucking matter. That's the problem with his character. Because but, all he did in those scenes where he should have been building a relationship or fighting back or realizing the worst. I think he does do that, but it gets lost no, in between exactly. all the That's what nonsense I mean. he goes on with. It gets lost. Yeah. It gets lost in him wearing a suit. That's a smoke suit, so it smokes everywhere. And he just walks around. Like that's what he does for a good three quarters of this film. He just mess around more, and be even more than that, nonsense-y. actually. I really, he just added on so much shit. I'm sorry for all those people who love Robin Williams, but he's a hack. Now, well, what I bad. didn't get right is why, okay, so the whole thing is there's this guy called Zevo. He owns Zevo Toys. Well, should, dad. We, should we start with the granddad? No, no, can because we, I, I just want to say. So, the granddad's quick. But, but, okay, here's my problem straight off the bat, right? So the dad dies, mm-hmm. and rather than leave it to his son, who he admits is just like him, he leaves it to his obviously insane brother. That was a weird thing. Normally it's like... Because he, he goes on to the side, it's like, oh, he's going to learn to, like... Be a man. Be a man and stuff. But I'm like, he's 40 years old at yeah. this point. Do you know what made And that... he doesn't learn anything throughout the film, no. but the brother does try and destroy the world, basically. Well, what made that really weird was normally then you would... Exp- okay, like, we, we just said that you see Robin Williams riffing a lot, but you also see Robin Williams in two or three good scenes where he's just being like a director yeah, of the company. When, when he's, he's not having to like try and figure out what his uncle is doing while his uncle is destroying the business. He, 
He's like he, his uh, his prototyping. He's working with the workers. He seems to know what he's doing. That was weird because I was expecting him. He's to He's one just of the be... few people who actually seems to want the company to work. Were you expecting him? Like the first scene we see of him at work, I was expecting him to just be bonking on toys, running around like shitting on the floor. Okay, his sister does that. Okay, his sister. His does. His sister was designed to be retarded. Oh yeah, because she's literally a robot that's designed to be too. <laughs> To be but, special, but, but, but why does the father? It, it, why does the father leave the company to the brother? Why does the father make a toy robot sister who's actually so? Needed, like, so what happens is because she has mental, Ill- but it's not mental illnesses because it's a robot. You've designed a robot that's slow. And crazy on purpose. And, like, takes up so much of your time. You've got to spend all day looking after this robot. Yeah, also a robot with a drug addiction. Which doesn't seem to do anything. A drug addiction. Oh, but those are special nutrients pills. A robot with a drug addiction, sister, is what you made for him. Well, an applesauce sandwich addiction is what it's got. That was really weird. That was... Yeah, because... So, Robin Williams' mum apparently died when he was young... So to raise him, the father created a lifelike robot like the mother. And all I can think is, like, this whole family all have some sort of... They've all got some sort of, like, mental issues. Because none of them are normal. What we find out... They're all really weird. It's like if the mother was this strange in real life, she could not have, like... She could not have operated as a normal person. You know what? Straight up, I would question even their just relationship then. Because she's... She's not sane. She's you couldn't developmentally disabled. If you, I just feel gross the idea that someone's like, oh yeah, that that's someone I'm going to name my wife to have my kids because I don't think that's appropriate. And the father like, is like so weird and manipulative. Like, it, this is the good father that we're meant to have liked. Okay. Like he is hired on this woman, this twenty-something woman, because he thinks she's just his son's type. Yeah, so he was he, setting her hired, up to get banged by his son. Is there no like human resources department to go, maybe you shouldn't be having sex with your employees? Maybe you shouldn't hire people to bang your kids. Yeah, is this, like, did Harvey Weinstein operate this business or some <laughs> shit? It's, it's, it's so weird. It's fucked, man. It's like, this, the problem is, it's like, okay. We don't even start the movie, but this is like the first I think minute it, of the and movie. And this is like meant to be like a touchy fairy tale bit. Or it's like they they have this romance built on nothing apart from the fact that both of them seem to like making funny noises. Was it weird that straight away because he okay he meets her and is like oh haha ha. and it's like that's kind of the very first interaction okay right hey, but the very, that, the very first interaction is okay first of all okay no but first of all it shows that LL Cool J is probably the best thing in the film oh he hands down. He is the best. Because he's going in. And Dumbledore's pretty I good I loved too. his Michael Gambon. Yeah, he's okay. I love LL Cool J's Patrick. Uh, his Robin Williams cousin is the son of the crazy guy. Yeah. And he comes, he's been put in charge of uh, security. And he, yeah. they've got this really weird, you know, they're all dressed in like fascist gear and stuff. Because the, the, that brothers. Okay, so th- I just want to get but, the But he's, come in, he's okay. come in to... Uh, Interrogate this woman and she runs like I think just the copier she room. Just the copier room. But they yeah. call it duplication. Yeah. And he L Cool J goes on about I, she starts laughing and he's like investigation is like, 
are you laughing at my duplication investigation? It's like, yeah. there's duplicating going on in this room, and there's a duplication of effort that's going on about all kinds of stuff. It's hilarious. LL Cool J is but awesome. Then, but then... Uh, I love LL Cool J. He, he brings up every fucking film that he is in that I've seen him in. Robin Williams enters and is like, just stop bothering the workers when they're trying to work. Yeah. Just go away. It's like, yeah, see, he's running the business. But wait, that's the thing, though. But that. There's, there's a few scenes where he's right and then all the rest he wrecks because he riffs so much. Mm. But, okay, so that that's the first interaction with them, yeah? Yeah. And they sort of seem to get along. Cool. And then in the second interaction... In the cafeteria, is, yeah. That's uh, where she makes the dolphin noise. Is, no, I... When's the ride home? He doesn't stalk her till a little later. When's the ride home? Is that? I thought that was the second interaction. No, 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 no. That's home. a little oh. later. He... he okay. uh, he uh, forces himself on her in the cafeteria. Does he? Yeah. Fuck. In front of all of her friends. That's the thing. He he jumps from, like, uh, being a good employer to, like, touch Stalking. me. Stalking. Well, as soon as, like, the ride home's the one that stuck with me because he's like, hey, you want a lift? And she's like, haha, no. And then he brings out a puppet and he just goes, I just want to get laid. And it's like a devil puppet, and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, because she's like, oh, why are you being so nice? He's like, oh, I'm just friendly. And he was like, I just want to get laid, lady. Yeah. That straight up, I was like, wow, there has not been enough, like, build-up flirtation. It really feels like it was, hi, I want to get laid. Like, it was a very Because there's a jump. lot of implied, there's implied sex throughout this film. Is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. Sorry. There, yeah. The nurse yeah. that apparently bangs the uncle and the son. And oh, the granddad? That whole Probably relationship. And the granddad. I don't think she's having sex with the great granddad. I'm going to say yes. I don't think she's having is... sex with the granddad. Oh, yeah, she is. But there's definitely some sort of weird incestuous love triangle going on. So, just real quick the granddad is a general. Five a four stars. Star general. Four star, four four star, star general. Sorry. Michael Gambon's only a three star general, and he yeah. whines. There's like but, his dad teases him all the time. So th- and then you get that five minute bit. Where he's explaining why he's an American general with a British accent and how hard that is for him. Yeah, that was. And I'm shit. like, why didn't you just not bring it up? Or if you, if it nah, bothered I you that just much, not bring it up. Just don't hire a, Bri- a British actor right. from America. But I'm thinking, I think that was meant to be like a funny fourth wall breaking almost bit, but it, it just didn't work at all. Nah. So this is where we realize the family is crazy. I mean, we realized pretty early on, like. They say, oh, I'm going to go see Granddad. So Granddad just has a military tent. This was cool. This is what I mean, though. This is good because it's so bizarrely weird. So mm. he just has a military tent inside the toy factory? Inside, in, no, inside his mansion because I'm guessing oh, his rich as connected. well. He just, no. No, he walks into it. Or do you reckon that's a different... No, no, that's a different oh. thing. You remember they're driving all the time. They're driving find... through this damn well, wheat I, field. I thought it was inside the I same think, factory. I think it's nearby. I thought it was Because he factory. said he grew up in there, around there. Okay, well, you go to the granddad, and the granddad's a general, so he's a crazy war guy, right? Never talks. I think he is played by a famous actor, but he never talks. He says one word at the end. War! War! That's all he needed to say. When he psychically realizes that his offspring are going to do battle. Yeah, he's like, whoa. Um, and then he's had two kids, I think. So one of them's Michael Gambon, and he is... He's a, gone off to be the, the general. Yeah. He's nuts. So he he's is uh, off, Apocalypse but, Now, that colonel dude, but it seems level like crazy. There's two sides. There's the army... And then there's the toy side. So the other Both of them are nuts. Oh, yeah. But one of them is more successful than the other. Well, we we start the movie... Actually, we start the movie with a disconnected scene. 
Which one's that? The Christmas thing. Oh my god! Right? Why does the company have? Okay, they've got a Christmas pageant, but they it, but it's all kids dancing and singing and stuff, and then they come and get toys. I'm like, are they the kids of the workers? Yes, because the workers were all wearing those uniforms. That's so you weird don't because it's like a mandatory it's family a mandatory gathering. Forced gan- but they've yeah. they've forced their kids to come in to learn the lines and the dance that moves is, for the kids. I've read about this a few times. It's fucked up. And it actually happens in real life. They've got some weird, like sweatshoppy. Even yeah. when, even when the company's being run the Feeling good that. way, Feeling it's it. got a very sweatshop feel to it. It's like they play music that they're meant to dance, work to, stuff like that. You know what's weird? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of does that too, mm, but it's yeah, slightly but, better but, because it's they know it's they they know it's screwed up like slave labor. Yeah, because he he go okay Charlie and Chocolate real real quick little gander here right, uh, gander whatever uh Charlie uh. Wonka, right? He goes into the jungles, finds this tribe of pygmies. Pygmies? They call. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. I think they. I I I cannot remember. Right? yeah. Now who knows if that's the original name? But my point is, he goes. The there. number of jokes that he's enslaved a race of like I know, native I know, I know. people but, but, is ridiculous. But the thing is, though, yeah. But the writer rolled out. He like wrote it knowing. Yeah, that's, yeah, because that, Roald, Roald Dahl had sort of a dark sense of humor, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know, but that's... Some of his other stuff gets pretty dark. And it's like, he takes them, and he also takes their only resources, and he forces them to work for him, right? Yeah. Like, that's screwed up. And in this movie, too... I don't, I don't think in the book he actually forces them to work. Wow. I think they're so happy that he saved them from oh, genocide. Oh, yeah, sure. They work that's for not, free. That's not some kind of weird colonial, like, <laughs> fucking... Oh, they're so happy to work for free. They're, they're happy Bullshit. to work locked up in our factory fucking day and night. What, singing their shit and eating candy till all their teeth rot out? That's... But, okay. Yeah. okay. That, this is the, my problem with the toy side, right? It was already a dystopian future. Yeah. Because the toy... And this happens in real life. I've heard of a few different toys. I, I can't remember. So we might get in trouble. So I'm just saying allegedly. Was it like Amazon factory sort of uh, thing? Yeah, stuff like that. And I think the Fiji Water or something like that, one of those ones too. They're run by like, they're always billionaires, right? They're normally like white billionaires. Because the uh, Zeros have sorry. a lot of money. Well, yeah. Because they're, they're able to do all kinds of crazy shit, which is weird because it looks like they're just making weird tin toys that look like crap. They look like shit. But this is the thing. It's normally rich, uh, American-ish maybe billionaires right mm. and they have giant factories and they'll be in a country like a country that they they really have the power yeah, yeah, yeah. Over third the country, world right? country yeah no not even just sometimes yeah, okay, they have the power okay, yeah. over it right yeah and they do this because the person in charge they they might not even be outwardly evil because they were running that place like kings but they right think the like the workers so- don't say a word to them. But it's a it's this weird thing where they're doing evil, but they think they're doing good. Yeah. Because what they're doing, and that's what they were doing. That's what these toys people are. Technically, the father wasn't evil to his workers, right? He thinks he's being nice to his workers, telling everyone to sing every day and eat the candy for breakfast and everything. But really, it's horrible what he's doing. He's essentially like forcing them into his lifestyle yeah. just because he thinks that's best. I do like how when they show the factory after it's been taken over and it's meant to be like evil now, it's like all that's changed is they've remixed the song mm-hmm. and now they're trying to make them make war toys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's no change almost. And that's the problem. It's a it's a fucked up factory beforehand. 
because yeah, they're all forced to sing the same song, which is torture. It's straight up torture. What's what's happening to these people? They're all wearing the exact same uniform, so that removes their identities. These I'm weird sure they even go in. Colors. You know, yeah, I'm sure they even it. go in and remove their numbers to remove more of their identity. No, remove their names and replace. Yeah, them with n- names. Sorry, to, and replace it with numbers. That's the fucked up shit. That's why. Even at the start, you're like, oh, is it going to be that much There's worse? sister in the workplace. Could you imagine working in somewhere where it's like you're in this factory floor mm-hmm. and the the boss's daughter has a whole wing to herself where she just tries on doll clothes? Wait, could I imagine working in a place or do I think it exists? Because I think that exists in a lot of places. I know, but... <laughs> That's the problem with this. I think we could find a workplace like this fairly easily. They must have been selling that... that that store, the Zevo toy line must have been so profitable because they could waste so much money on just random crap. Yeah. No, I I think this. I think that's the one thing. This is fairly... It's a fairy tale. The whole thing. Oh, they're they're, they're no. operating fairy tale logic. No, that's why I'm disagreeing with you. I think it's really realistic. Yeah. I think this is well, the very drones, realistic. So after the uh, uncle takes over the company. At first, right. he's completely bored. Again, well, why would you give this guy the company? He does not care about it at the all. Un- the uncle, uh, but, sorry, the father dies because yeah. he has a heart problem. We learn that when he's... Oh, you're, you BB got caught up Pella, on this thing. He has a hat, which is a BB Pallor thing. I'm not sure if anyone... It's one of those stupid helicopter hats with right. the little propeller and on he top. he connected that to his heart, to his pacemaker, to tell him when it's screwing up. Because that's not macabre. And you're just like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then, of course, when the ambulance comes, it's not a proper ambulance. It's a toy ambulance. No, I think that fit in with the world. Like, the whole world was toy no, I think that was still his shaped. ambulance. I thought that was still his toy ambulance. I don't know. Because, and that's why I was just like, great. He's, he's just a billionaire who, instead of treating his cancer, or, oops, or, you know, heart problem properly, he's used magic and toys and, to solve it. Which, hey, hint, Steve Jobs doesn't work really well. Yeah, well, so their, he, their whole family was just, it, it's like, they must have been so irritating to have to work for or live with. It's like, uh, just after yeah, the father dies. to employ people to fuck just or after the robots. Just after the father dies, as they're going to the funeral, they're like, oh, which are you going to take, you know, the Mercedes or whatever? And he's oh like, my God. no, I'm going to take dad's car. Oh, I so he gets this. in this bumper car. And it's driving at, like, five miles an hour, but everyone else has to, like, drive slowly around them, and he yeah. keeps slamming into the other cars. And it's like, could you imagine Actually, having kinda, to work for these people? I kind of like that. I think I, think I liked it a little okay, bit. Okay, there, there, was, there was a funny bit where it's like there's an ongoing joke. As they're burying the dad, it starts laughing. Oh, that was And good. he's got, like, a laugh thing in there with him. I think it would have been funnier. Like, I know, it would have been better in the movie, right, if no one had laughed. Like uh-huh. maybe these people take laughing jokes so seriously that they 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 take no joy out of it. Like that would have been funnier in a way. What? But if, wait, what? Uh, so in the Terry Pratchett books, right? Okay. Uh, on the Discworld, uh, there's this whole thing called the Discworld. There, there Do is not start explaining <sighs> the universe. I'm gonna get there's into like it because books. I keep I kept thinking about how much better it would be. So okay. there is a guild. There is a jester's guild. Yeah. And they teach clowning and becoming a jesters and jokes, but they take it so deadly serious that it is it is like it is the saddest place on earth. Yeah, like get you. they will stand up against, they will go up to each other, and they've got these intricate hand signals where it's like, oh yes, and now 
the new uh, initiate will uh, perform the pie in face gag, and they'll all like so like solemnly watch it and then clap at the end. Yeah. It's like there's no joy in it at all. I think that would have been funnier in a way. I think then you would have needed to actually remove the whole war aspect and we could have just done the whole movie on like the idea that they've... This enforced, enforced joy. Yeah, enforced joy in a toy company that in the end everything's joyless. Yeah. And that's the whole point is this woman comes in who he falls in love with and she actually laughs at things and enjoys life and he realises it doesn't have to be all terrible. And stuff. Now, that's an interesting movie. Yeah, that's but that but that movie. doesn't have a crazy anti-war industrial complex thing to go on about to I, hammer I, in I, I to death like aspect, to beat though. the horse to death. Well, yeah, because they put that weird laughing thing in, and it sounds. Scary. But that's the thing; it's like no one should have laughed. They should have just like switched. They they should have like just been forced to listen to it. But instead, they're all like bursting out laughing, and Robin Williams is making jokes about it, and you know, it, it's problem, just weird. The problem with that too, but but. It, it wasn't funny. I feel like they were forced. No, it wasn't funny. That's the thing. It feels so forced. It, it was forced. It should have been. That's the the. You know why? The dark Actually, humor makes, it, in that they're doing these stupid jokes. I gotta say they're though, forced to go. It through. made sense to me a little bit that yeah. they laughed at it. That one made sense to me that they all laughed at it but, but because say, Robin Williams is laughing at because he's crazy. Right? Yeah, I know. he's crazy. And then. The looks on everyone else's face was like they didn't want to laugh, but because they're rich bosses laughing, they have to laugh. Yeah, that's well, that I would felt. have made sense. But um, that's what I thought it was. The only funny bit I f- I will say is like, there's two. He funny puts bits. it back in and is like, oh, oh yeah, the, the I'm sure the batteries will run out eventually. It'll turn itself off. But no, even at the end of the film, like a year later, the batteries are still going. That's one of the few funny bits. Like there were like three or four jokes that I did laugh at, and that's one of them. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the fact. Well, now the we are really caught gets, up just on the factory and the way it works. I we I was we're barely even touched about, on the was, actual story. I was wondering when do we actually get to describing how the factory is amazing. Well, Should at we first, when now? you first see the factory, to, you're like yeah. it's these big open areas and it looks kind of bland. But as uh, there's a there's a halfway point where. The uncle no, decides. No, even at the start, he presses some buttons and stuff moves around. Yeah, well, the whole the whole set moves around. It's actually really you interesting to, to watch. Everything moves. But there's a halfway point where the uncle decides what we're gonna do. We're gonna make war toys, and it's like they basically predict drones. I think this came out like yeah. a, a year or two before that they was cool. actually launched the Predator drones. So it's like, it, and he decides like what we're gonna do is we're gonna have drones, and we're gonna teach. And we're going to have them controlled like video games. Dude, this was good. His, the only difference is it's like he's going to get kids to do it. This was good. But this uh, was at, he doesn't want he doesn't good. want Leslie finding out about it because he knows Leslie's fucking around trying to stop him from doing things. Is he though? He's not. He's not trying no, to stop but him. But he, anyway. He turns up to meetings and makes lots of noise and everyone like walks out. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I just need a bit of room. I need a bit of room just to run a private little project. And you keep seeing like... All the rooms like start to shrink while people are in it. That's cool. and they're getting squashed. That's a really cool. That, scene. That's a really cool montage. A I really re- like that. No, but just that even that single scene where they're in that room and the room that's itself. The best scene of the whole film. That was awesome. Uh, and it's funny, and it has to do with the comedy. And it's like I said, where they're that taking f- the comedy yep. too seriously almost. It's got Robin Williams and his little uh, development group, and they're. They're all dressed all in like I white scientist gear. And it's that an all white crew, room. That development crew had all the laughs. Yeah. There were other scenes and it was always just when they were in it that it was fun. And on the little table is like all these different 
vomits, vomits. Uh, like fake vomits, and they're going through and they're talking about them. It's like, I love it. One of them's like, I'm noticing there's like, none of these feel like Asian vomit. Yeah, the, the vomit, the vomit of the white Robert man. Robert Williams goes, it's like, yeah, it feels like uh, it's just, just very Anglo-centric. It's the vomit of the white man. I'm feeling yeah. depressed looking at it. That was great. And then as and then the walls start to shrink because the uncle's still in the room and it's yeah. like a Rubik's Cube sort of thing and they keep oh, talking like normal so cool. as they're having to get up onto the table to escape getting squashed. And that, that's where, like that for me, that worked as That was like one of the very, best scenes in the film. Yeah, it worked as like, oh, that's a bizarre movie because the whole thing is that, that's what makes a bizarre movie is that they're going through the world like normal but to us, we can see it's just fucked. Like, yeah. we can see if your room, like, if a room is moving, closing around you, you'd be like, what? But in this movie, they just go with it. Mm. And then they're just like, could you maybe not take as much? Next? You know, it's like very normal, their response. So was one of the messages in this movie that video games are bad or just violent video games are bad? I do not know. Because it shows them going... When it, I think it was... Because the good toy company make shitty tin toys shitty, that apparently everyone in the 90s was obsessed with. Shitty, shitty but tin But whenever toys. they show, like, video games, it's always in dark and it's they're violent video games and it's, like, scary looking and it's, like, Look, it's got the, the evil uncle, like, salivating over the violence. Because he's training them to be soldiers. Ah, man. Yeah, I think it was a little bit... No, it's good mm. then when it's that message. Video games are evil, kids. Now, this actually leads on to probably my second favourite bit of the film. After Leslie finally decides, I've got to figure out what's happening. So for, no, for some reason, they decide that the best way to get into the restricted area is to make an MTVD video. Oh, and then it goes under this, this MTVD uh, like movie uh, video for the soundtrack. And they actually, it is them performing it. Is this it's, after? It's uh, Robin Williams and Joan Cusack do this really? whole, like, actual intricate. music video. Yeah, it's a really intricate it's MTV video. It's Honestly, I found it catchy. I was, I was humming it later. It sounded a bit like Blue Monday. Uh, one of, is it Blue Monday, the song? I think Blue Monday, the song. I think it is meant to be like a parody of something or it's, like, yeah. very similar to something else. But the thing is, too, it's not just, like, a crappy view of it it someone made like a proper music video yeah and it made no sense because they were performing it live for them they were performing live but at the same time oh no, no yeah but they were performing it live but for some reason the guards thought it, they were getting mtv piped in through the security cameras yeah. the other really which weird which was just strange yeah that was dumb but the other really weird thing is that to move into the hallway they brought out this reflective sheet which made which it was look straight like out of, of mission hallway. impossible right so oh, they, like Mission Impossible, like straight up copied it. So they bring up this thing which reflects it to make it look like it's the rest of the hallway. To hide up where right? they, while they're setting up, yeah. While they're setting up and then they knock it down. Why not just leave it I up? didn't mind that. No, I didn't mind that because it's like, yeah, these two characters are like crazy and over the top. Okay. It fit their characters perfectly. Now, is this after the scene of the sister singing in the toilet and crying? Was she crying? I can't remember. I had no idea. So, no, the sister wasn't crying because she's a robot. So she can't cry. Si- well... Dude, I don't know. All she can do is seemingly tease the uh, the cousin Patrick about the, like constantly bringing up the fact that his mum died. Oh yeah, that's such a weird thing to make a robot do. Your mother is well. Dead. I think it was to show that the the Patrick, despite LL Cool J, despite being dead. old, is still like really obsessed about his mum dying and really misses her. But their mum's dead. They're obsessed about their mum. 
No, but she is the replacement mum. Yeah, that that's how obsessed they are about their mum. They didn't get over the mum to the point that they made a robot mum and then named it the sister. Mm. Wow, there's some like massive mother well, issues yeah, going but, on in this film. Yeah. Like massive, both sides of the family. Is this is this some kind of like deep meaning about mums, mums or something? I just thinking about this because there's no other female mate. Maybe the, the it was grand, meant to be like a poke hat at the whole Disney thing where the mums always missing. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I think I think it was just weird. I, no, I'm just saying that the grandma's not there. We don't know what happened to her. We know the mum died and then got recreated as the robot. Now we know that that's weird. There has to be something to raise Robin Williams. And then we know that the main point of LL Cool J changing and everything is because the dad lied about the mum. Yeah, for a long time the the dad was saying that uh, she died of appendicitis, which another funny joke. Appendicitis is a is it a respecter of no one. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's kind of funny. But Man, uh, a lot it about turns out this film. This it turns out that on... um uh Michael Gambon sent her off on some mission. Right, yeah, that was very ambiguous. And she died. And uh that that's what caught when L oh, Cool J think, wait, finds was out she dead? Yeah, she's dead. Okay, sorry. When LL Cool J finds out that uh, she's, you know, he's been lying and he basically killed her, and also that he's been having sex with his fiance, that's when he decides to change sides and like uh, take out his dad. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying though, since we just pointed out that there is some weird thing about mums in this film. Yeah, like they are. There's I, like I feel like a lot of things get brought up, but none of it lands. That's the problem with this film. So there's so many the themes and is. issues, but you can never really figure out exactly what their I, point is. I have no idea what the mum thing is. There's also like the father thing because the fathers aren't fathers. Hmm. Like terrible. Yeah. Kids. but oh, the yeah, the MTV know. scene, great, loved it, yeah. and they must have realized it was good because they use it a couple of times throughout the film. I, I just still can't get over though the sister being in a bathroom just singing in the corner that's yeah. really scary could you imagine and that's being a when worker there could you the, imagine walking in and, and finding your boss's daughter singing in the corner yeah that'd be scary as fuck yeah and that's the bit where she reveals to the love interest that she is the love interest Sorry, and that what? she was chosen oh. to be the love interest oh God, by the father not, that's right and that. finding out this she doesn't mind at all because she is the love interest that's all that character does actually she doesn't yeah. do Anything in the film apart from be, I think she's Michael, supportive. She's sort of supportive. But that's what she should have been. She should have been like all those books I mentioned where she is kind of the one that opens his eyes to this shit's fucked. But she doesn't. You, she doesn't do you anything. Should help us. The problem is that the problem is that we've stated is that them removing the military industrial complex dudes, that's kind of good, but then you still put back in a dystopian. Like future of like but they the, go back the to making tin toys, which apparently is great, and everyone has to sing again and stuff like also, that. Also, this is a Christmas movie. Is it, it is bookended oh, yeah. by Christmas scenes. The massive bleu to that. Where this could goes up against Die Hard for being the best Christmas movie of all time. Wait, I, I, <laughs> the thing is too, LL Cool J is the savior in this entire movie. He's he's the he's best. This weird military character again, like everyone in this family, he is very strange. But uh, his thing is that he's like a special forces guy who constantly goes into camouflage and stuff. He's kind of entertaining. He he is a he is a breath of fresh air. That's what he is because he actually takes things seriously. He can play any character in any movie, and he makes it entertaining. Mm. 
But not only that, but his character is the whole reason that they managed to overthrow them in the end. Yeah, so after uh, Robin Williams finds out that they're making war toys and they're planning to destroy the world, he uh, heads back to his girlfriend. He almost dies when the uncle is just like, Oh, leave him in the tank. Leave him in the tank to die because he's in with the sea oh, swine. Okay, so yeah, which Robert, is some sort of weird well, tank that the, attacks vibrations that's or something. Right, because he gets in with the MTV thing somehow because the guards apparently are face blindness, not recognizing the owner's yeah. son. Anyway, and that's when he goes into all the rooms and just runs into this tank room, and that was kind of scary. But then, oh, how does he get out? He just disappears. He disappears. So he's in the bottom of a pit. Which apparently all the do- there's like three different doors that enter into it, and there's no other way out, and he just disappears, and then it just cuts the black. And the uh, Michael Gambon wants him to die. He's like, we got to test out its lethality somehow. That was yeah. So that's when that's when LL Cool J starts questioning the dad. Yeah, and then but then he- there's a scene later on where they're just sitting around at a boardroom, and he doesn't even bring up the fact that his uncle tried to kill him. Was it? Or they laugh it off. Well, the uncle laughs it off. When does LL Cool J learn about his dad? I can't remember if he learned. Is it that he learns that his dad's banging his his girlfriend that he was going to propose to? Yeah. And then he learns about the. He goes to meet up about the. the He goes to meet up with his fiance. His fiance tells him. His fiance. He goes to meet up with his fiance and is like, "Why does his fiance know everything?" Uh, because his dad talks in bed. His dad. Okay, this fiance, the nurse. Yeah. Is the nurse for the grandfather. But the dad... Okay, so... And the dad's banging the nurse. Yeah. And she's banging LL Cool J. The LL, his LL Cool J's fiancé. That's... That's fucked. The whole thing is messed up. And you only learn... Like, that's a... It's just very strange. And she's constantly in this weird candy striper outfit. Oh, yeah. And is LL Cool J living in a caravan in the middle of nowhere? LL Cool J just runs off because he's cool, though. Yeah. I gotta give him some credit. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams finds out what's happening. He doesn't do anything about it, though. He waits for LL Cool J to come and turn turn up and go, okay, we've got to do something. Let's storm the place. LL Cool J takes them through. That's the thing. LL Cool J is the hero. Yeah. Oh, fuck off, Google. What the hell? <laughs> How did Google get... <laughs> anyway. Whoops. Um... Yeah, LL Cool J is the hero in this film. Yeah. I just have, like, written down, his dad bangs the girl? So this whole time there's some weird, there's a really weird scene where the dad in selling his war toys has convinced his ex, uh, these four Washington generals to come down to hear his sale pitch. And I'm like, at this point, yeah, it's a great pitch because he's created these violent toys that are drones. They're basically drones. They turn up in their underwear for some reason because he's obsessed with security. And he gives the pitch. They're like, this is great, uh, but we're going to have to, like, do some feasibility tests, like, actually work out if we're going to spend billions of dollars investing in this. He goes nuts and starts strangling them. Yeah, he like, doesn't do a good job. That's the thing, though. He's so crazy but that that's even the, thing, the generals, yeah, the generals come across as the normal people. Well, they just try way too hard with them. After that, I think they do the attack on the place. Well, no, that's when what? after There's that, more? after that, you There's get more? his whole uh, apocalypse now scene. He's in his room shooting at a fly with a gun, getting drunk and singing to opera. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> There's so, there are so many scenes that you're just like, that's kind of weird. But that, in a way, 
is this film safe in grace? Him. I like the overacting and so, the weirdness. It's so That's great. weird. Then, okay, we build up. It builds up to this big confrontation, and that's where the movie nose dives for me. All right, up nah, until now, it's been cool scenes. up until now, it's been pretty bizarre, bizarre, weird. It's gone on a bit long. I haven't liked Robin Williams' you know riffing, but it's been so weird thing. that I've enjoyed it. The last like half hour of the film is this mind numbing battle thing where it's just. Blurry slow mo fight scenes. I will, I'm going to say this now because I, th- I think we've watched enough bad movies that we know what makes a bad movie bad. Like, so many of them depend on these long battle, drawn out battles at the end that are just terrible. I'll, I'll be honest. If you're not good at action scenes, don't do act because action. It's in especially when your action scenes, you have to hide the fact that you've just got a couple of toys running into each other. So yeah. you're constantly throwing the camera around to. To intense music with motion blur and slow-mo. Everyone seems to want to add in these actions. Doesn't... You did, you did not need so much action in this film. Do you think about Brazil and think of the action scenes? Do you think of... Just, that actually does have an action scene at the it? end. But it's very short. No, but it's like a long-running one, isn't it? Different. No, it's what very do, short. Do you think of uh, Doctor Strangelove and think about the action scenes? Yes. What? He fly. Oh well, when he it's flies not an out. It's action of- scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but you, you didn't need you half didn't hour need- of them throwing toys at each other. The only interesting, what they should do, they should have done what they did with LL Cool J scene, where he's going and there's two toys that appear and he has to like dodge them because those toys broke. Yeah, apart. they get they get they break into Blade Runner the factory. Toys. Oh, and yeah. it's been taken over and he's turned it into a maze. And all these old toys come out and they've got guns attached to them, basically. Now, that was bizarre. That was good. But that's the thing. LL Cool J, the two of them come out and they, they break apart and they look like Blade Runner toys. You know, the yeah. toys from Blade Runner. And that's weird, right? But then you cut to the other action scenes and it's just they show it again and again and again. It's these same robots. All these tanks keep guns. flooding in yeah, and tanks, it keeps cutting tanks, to them going in slow-mo and spinning around. Out. And there's literally a scene where it, it zooms out to them like doing a ballet thing. And I'm like, it's weird, but it's just dragging Actually, that the That was the only on interesting on. bit in that action scene yeah. was the ballet of the The rest tanks. of them is close-ups of the tanks and then you'll stare at the missile on the tank for a little while. It'll go off and it'll shoot. And on slow-mo, it'll repeat it again. I'm not even making this up. When I was younger, I'm pretty sure with Lego, I did like stop motion and everything of like toys shooting at each other. And it was that's what this better was. than this almost. No, that's what this was because it, it. Imagine if someone had a whole heap of toys, remote control toy tanks, and they said, "Oh, we're gonna drive them around and we're gonna have smoke shooting at each other." And you're like, "Okay," and then they go, "And this is gonna go for ten minutes of your film." You go, oh, "I don't want to watch that for ten minutes. Maybe like two minutes." But really, the, the tanks... No, it was closer to 20 minutes. The tanks and synchronised shooting, that was uh, synchronised dancing, far more interesting. Yeah, because the actual battle, if you stopped all the weird photography on it and all the slow-mo, what it is is Zevo's tanks come in, they're shooting all over the place, and they've found the old toys, they wind them up and they throw it at them. Actually, there was only... That's it. Was, that's that's the fight scene. There was only one and it goes on for twenty minutes as they're like slow mo being blown up. There's two entertaining scenes in that. Sorry, uh, so I'm not counting the ones with LL Cool J because mm. they weren't even involved in that action scene until later. But uh, it, the tanks doing the synchronized dancing because it was so weird, 
and one other scene which was fine, which is you're meant to this this would have been fine. Two minutes of this, right? I think you're meant to feel they bad have, for the inanimate wind up toys that are getting blown up. I didn't get it. But they, they the only bit I did laugh at was one where there was like a toy with no head and then the other toy went up to it and like patted it almost on the shoulder. That was funny. But but the problem was there was The like, rest of it is just the toys getting blown up or just was, stopping for some reason. They were just toys. Imagine Seriously, I met. You don't even need. It's like it's like just imagine some kid stuck had, a firecracker yeah, in a soft toy and, and blows, blows it up, and, and you just see that it. over twenty minutes with slow mo and at crazy editing. That, at least when that toy looked at the other toy, I was like, "Well, that's weird." Are these yeah. like living toys? So finally, is this, do you reckon they're alive? Is finally, uh, Leslie, Mike, uh, Robin Williams' character confronts the uncle. Uh, the sea swine, which is the weird slug thing, and it was, I think, deliberately designed to be weird looking and impossible to understand, uh, comes in, blows the head off the sister, which is where we find out she's a robot. Right. Which which makes her wanting to only eat mayonnaise sandwiches makes sense, apparently. Sorry, wait, mayonnaise sandwiches and... Horse pills. Horse pills. Uh, it shoots her, they all gather around and like... Why did she need the pills if she's a robot? And the brother, uh, so Leslie, Michael, Robin Williams' character, already knew she was a robot, and they're like, yeah, we'll just fix it. That's even weirder. Uh, and as the uncle stumbles away, the sea swine shoots him, apparently, or it cuts to white. But don't worry, no one's actually harmed in this film. Because and then, the uncle's back in the Boom, end. we're at the end of the, end of the year Christmas show. Yeah, okay, also... I think where they do the battle because they're flying in that helicopter, it's over a model city, all right? It just uh, keeps going. They're flying going, this biplane going, yeah. a, over a model city, right? But that model city is what they open up the opening on, which is the Christmas thing. That's why it's done in the same factory because it's the plane where he's dropping the Christmas. That's why in the <sighs> yeah, end yeah, scene, no, then, I know that. Yeah. in the end, he's again flying over it with the Christmas thing. So really he's just back to the forced labour Back to making people sing and dropping presents. Like, wh- why did the father give the company away if he just wanted it run the same way as ever? Do you reckon I don't he understand. Just drops, do you reckon he drops the same presents? Yeah. Like that no, because make? in the end, they're still making the shitty tin toys. They've stopped with the video games. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, whatever. Get the whole message. I I sort of got the message of like they're forcing the kids to become like killers. So we see an end scene where it turns out Michael Gambon wasn't killed, but is in. The same hospital tent it is as his father. Uh, Robin Williams ends up with the girl and they creepily say goodbye to the father. Oh, what? And then the father's fucking tombstone, which is a giant elephant that blows bubbles out of its Starts thing. to fly away over the end credits, although you can see the wire. It's obviously it being just, swung around by a helicopter. It just fucking flies away. I don't... Yeah. It just fucking flies so, away. So what did you think of the film overall? It's pretty weird. I yeah, I just don't think it could it, it couldn't figure out whether it wanted to be for kids or adults. It, or it, if it wanted to be a comedy film because Robin Williams is just I so I think damn it was funny. it was definitely meant to be really serious, but they just hammer it home so hard you can't take it seriously. It does it doesn't become a black comedy, it's just a weird comedy it, that doesn't have no, a point. It's, it's not a black comedy because Robin Williams' jokes were just like crude jokes at the time that he was just trying to say to be funny and they don't work, but they leave them in, which takes away from the whole movie. And then yeah, and then because oh, they try Michael be, Jackson, oh, like yeah. like stuff like that the whole way through. They try and be like too childish, like they try and be make the movie. I for think kids. I I kind of enjoy it, 
in a weird way up until the actual battle scene because that just drags it down from being kind of weird and funny to being just painful to watch. Give the movie to a different director. Well, so this was the director's uh, baby, though. Apparently he spent like 12 years trying to get this thing developed and like writing the script for this thing. And, yeah, it ended up earning him a couple of Razzies. Yeah, look. And it's bombed. This is a movie that I will say gets to the point where it's so But bizarre. that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like that's why it reminds me of the Ferengi because yeah. uh, this movie was actually- Gene Roddenberry hated capitalism and all that, you know, people call oh, him a yeah. communist and things. And when he eventually creates a character that's meant to be a capitalist, they're so over the top and ridiculous no one can take them seriously and it ruins your message. This this movie was far better. They actually do that again later during Star Trek Voyager. Oh yeah. There's another character that it's like He's a hippie who becomes an industrialist and is so over-the-top evil and yeah, is played by an actor whole. who hates capitalists, right. who hates it so much that it just becomes a ridiculous farce. Yeah. Thing is, with this movie, I totally forgot what I was going to say because you, you interrupted me. Just like in the movie Fuck. where it's like by the end battle scene, you've forgotten the rest of the film because it just goes on for so long. Holy shit! So, I can't remember. I think I was gonna like not suggest. I, I can okay. And now I remember. I remember, folks. It's a good movie to talk about and dissect. It, I, it, you don't this, really want to watch it. Dissecting this movie, or if you do, okay, if you do you watch need this, to talk to. fast forward the no. end battle because nothing happens in it, you and you can save yourself thirty minutes because yeah. you know the whole mum thing. Like we didn't think about how weird that was till we were literally doing this podcast. It's bizarre, and that makes it so weird. I think this movie is worth a watch. But you were really bored by the end of it. Yeah, the And I was bored boring. by the end of it because the battle scene is just too long. I, I think the movie is worth a watch. I'm just saying, though, it's it's a movie that you get a lot more from talking about it. I would than say you do one thing it. that I did see it's from no people who reviewed it if you really liked this movie as a kid, maybe don't watch it again as an adult because it'll, it'll, yeah, it might ruin the experience. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah. It. it it's not good. It's a weird movie. Yeah, I, I would put it on the two-watch list. Maybe. I'm not even if you sh- fast forward through the end. I, th- I feel like I say that a lot for these films. Yeah, you do, because face it, we hate action scenes. Apparently. It reminds me a lot of Star Crash, where the end, end action scene just went on and on and on. But yeah, that's, that's my thoughts that's on it. That's the movie, folks. So if you want to watch Toys, yeah, probably go watch it. Keep an open mind, have some friends around, something like that. Hmm. Thanks for listening to The End of the Reel. If you know anyone else who is a fan of good, bad movies, share this podcast around to them. Sharing is the best way to help promote our podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.